Hello, nerdlings. My name is Jade, and welcome back to the Nerd Fix, episode three. This is the podcast where we talk about everything in the nerd community, whether it be anime, manga, video games, comics, anything that you like in the nerd community, we're here to talk about. This is a very special episode because we're going to be talking about TV shows and movies that are considered to be diamonds in the rough. Shows and movies that many people may not seem to remember, but we hold a special place in our hearts for those shows that we want to give honorable mentions to. And this will be quite special as well because I won't be talking about the subject alone, but I will have a good friend whom we're going to be geeking out about these shows from the depths of our childhood. So sit back, relax, and get ready for your fix. Hey, Grant. Hello. What's up? Nothing much. Welcome to the Nerd Fix. Okay. So what's the topic for today? The topic is about TV shows and movies that are considered to be diamonds on the rough that even though many people may not remember them, we still hold them close to our hearts. Okay. <clears throat> well, how about, you, how about you start off? Like, what's like one show that you really enjoyed that you, that not, that's not really remembered nowadays? Um, I can't remember one show back from my years of middle school, which were three years of hell, by the way. Um, one good example was Stormhawks. Oh my god. Oh yeah. I could go on for days talking about how much I love Stormhawks. And about my all-time favorite character of the show was Stork, mainly because I relate to him the most because the paranoia, anxiety, and also high above average intellect. Okay. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, like um that's really good like um type of character so people can like relate to. So what was the show about exactly? It basically is about uh, the Sky Knights um, Arrow, Junko, Piper, Finn, Stork, and Radar. They are Sky Knights, as mentioned. They may be young, but they are very, very skilled. And they basically are patrolling the skies, saving people, and going to different tarot from uh, the Cyclonians, which are evil Sky Knights that are trying to take over the world. It kind of, it almost it kind of almost sounds like the generic like um like um typical typical uh heroes who save the day at like um in their city and from the evil the same evil organization they keep on battling over and over again like he-man or like gi joe or something like that but i guess it i guess it was kind of different in in that way in a way but even though it was only like around for just a few seasons it was still good overall it was around until sometime in like the spring of 2009 i was kind of sad when they ended it but it was a really good series hmm. i think i'm pretty sure like um wasn't that around the time when regular show and adventure time started to come up uh adventure time didn't start until i believe probably in like in 2010 oh, hmm. or 2009 I do not remember. My memory is kind of up in the clouds. I, I understand, but but just I think like um that's when like um those shows start to emerge. But um yeah, but like um another another show that like um I that like um I always loved as a kid 
was um, Shaolin Showdown. Oh my god, yes. I mean, like, I mean, that show, I, I'm pretty sure, like, a, some kids, I'm pretty sure, like, it's one of those shows where it's remembered if you mention it, but oh, when it's, like, when people talk about nostalgia and, like, they remember some shows, they don't think right away Shaolin Showdown, I don't think, a lot of the time. Yeah. I think it's because, like, it wasn't on, like, one of the major networks, like, like Cartoon Network or Nickelodeon. It was, like... Or on, Disney. Yeah, or Disney. It was, like, on the dub, a Saturday morning cartoon on, like, the WB. I mean, that's not really... I mean, that that was, like, um... That was more, like, more, like, for, like, adult adults and stuff, like, except for the, except for the Saturday morning cartoons. I mean, that was an exception. I know. <laughs> uh, but sorry, I explained too much, too much at times. No, no, it's all right. I mean, I miss those old days of like the Saturday morning cartoons where I would just sit by the TV with a bowl of cereal, watching my favorite shows. There was like Pokemon, then there was Shadow Showdown, and of course there was Jackie Chan Adventures. God. Oh yeah, that was like one. Of the... I really like that show because I got to like um get I got. Because like um, it really like opened up my own world up to like new kind of things. Like it, it showed me like Chinese culture, particularly Hong Kong, uh, Hong Kong type chi- Chinese culture. But um, I I got to learn about the zodiac and like the and like um, all, a whole bunch of like stuff from like um in China and like traditional Chinese like legends and stuff. I mean. I mean, Shen Du was like the best, one of the best villains. Yes, he was just like, I don't know what it was about him. He was just like, he's he always just had this mysterious type um, vibe to him, and he, he, I don't know, he, he just radiated like that, like that perfect type villain. You you like, um, you just love when you just love watching. I, I mean, like. With Shen Du himself, he's a, like um he's just like a a demon, which me, which is, means he's he's the reason why he's evil is because he's born he was born evil. I mean like yeah. a lot of times like um people don't like that kind of concept, but like I guess but like with some situ with some scenarios like with like a demon like Shen Du or or like Aku from Samurai Jack, it does it does like um work on that level but uh yeah but um overall like um it was kind of interesting with that show that um jackie didn't jackie chan himself did not like um voice his own care voice himself mm-hmm. you can obviously tell because at the end of the of the show there's always a like um a, like a like a fan question where like um the fan is where the person who, who like voices Jade, like um, ask it to the real Jackie Chan, and um, you could tell, like his voice is not the same from the cartoon. Yeah, because I was always thinking, I wonder if Jackie Chan plays him, and then I saw it and I'm like, damn it! Yeah, you could t- yeah you could tell like um his uh like um he he didn't um voice himself, but uh but like um. It's kind of funny. If it's good. I'm not quite sure because, like, I think it's because it was his, of his accent. Because, like, maybe, maybe kids wouldn't understand. 
had had trouble like understanding like him if he voiced himself. So they probably just like we're gonna have someone else voice it just so just so kids can understand. And I'm pretty and I I think I read up with Jackie Chan like he's pretty much like a, a down to earth type of guy. He's really cool. So I'm pretty sure he, yeah. I'm pretty sure he would have understood. He uh, he understood that and allowed that to happen. I mean, like he still got involved in the show, but he just didn't voice his. He just didn't voice himself. I, mm. That's how I. But like that was that was pretty much how I was introduced to Jackie Chan. I was introduced to Jackie Chan, made from that, and also from some of the old school uh, Jackie Chan movies that my dad showed me from when I was a little kid. Oh yeah. Because oh. he loves martial arts and kung fu movies growing up. Oh yeah, makes sense. And like, um, it's kind of funny how like um, the two most famous like people who are like known for kung fu are both from Hong Kong, Jackie Chan and Bruce Lee. But um, anyway, like um, but like with the, with um, but with um, Jackie Chan Adventure itself. I, I do like how, like, in one season, they switched um, from focusing on Chinese culture to Japanese culture because, like, um, it got into, like, the, like, with um, Onis, which are Japanese demons and Japanese mythology and stuff. Yep. And um, they use a new type of, like, chant. I mean, the original chant was Yumo Guaygui Vaidi Zhao, which was Cantonese for, like, I, I don't remember word for word, but it was, like, it was... It was pretty much trend. It was pretty much saying like, um, "Demon be expelled" or something like that. But now they change. Mm. But they change the chant to like a Japanese, uh, one. I mean, nice. I mean, that's pretty much like the type of, the one type of like Cantonese like, our generation knows. You must go like now. Just for just because of that. For some reason, not to mention, I remember Dragon Chan Adventures as a kid. But another show that I remember that may, some people may not remember, but some would, is a Kobuyoko. I loved that show growing up when I was a little kid. Oh yeah. Oh my god. Oh yeah. Like I kind of thought like I, I, I think for me personally, I think I would have gotten into that show if it wasn't for like the CGI, some of the CGI like um scenes. I did not like the scene. I thought it was cool. Huh. I don't know. For me, the CGI it, it just didn't do for me. I kind of, if they would have just stuck with the two D type, like um the two D like um animation, I think I would have liked it better. But um, that's true. But, but like um, I was I like was that a Cartoon Network show? Yes, it was a show that was once on Cartoon Network, and it was part of a program that was called um, Maguzi, which used to be uh, on like an afternoon program back in like the mid two thousands, but then it just went away and I was saying bye-bye because huh. I, I do remember Maguzi and for some of the shows they had, they had Pobioka, uh, they had Yu-Gi-Oh! GX, they had another anime and of course they had the treacherous four kids one piece. Oh yeah. Cause... Ah! Oh yeah. But we'll get, maybe we'll get to that topic another day, another day but um, but like um, <laughs> but like go but it doesn't. Make, but like I, I think I do. I think that's somewhat memorable because I do see like um, posts from people who do remember that show, 
but like I think it's because like um because Cartoon Network didn't like um create they didn't create that show particularly. That's why they don't advertise it as much. Saying like, hey, look, this is what we created. I mean, like they, I mean, Cartoon, I mean they like they like money, but they like recognition more. Uh, actually, not recognition more. They just they like that recognition. But the kind of thing that kind of made me sad about Cartoon Network now, the days that it was back then, was from when I remember growing up, Cartoon Network, they appreciated creativity and more inspirational spontaneity when it came to their creations. Like, look at some of the old TV shows like uh, Dexter's Lab, oh, yeah. uh, Time Squad, um, I Am Weasel, uh, Cow and Chicken, those Ed and Eddie, those were really good shows, and they had so much thought and passion into it. But then, as soon as some of the as years went on, it just kind of dwindled, and it wasn't the same as what it used to be anymore. I, I remember they they tried doing that live action stuff, like um, a couple years. Before. I hated it. Yeah, I mean, like this Cartoon Network. I mean, that the whole point is for it to be cartoons. I mean, like I don't I don't like live action. I don't like reality shows overall. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna like it on Cartoon Network, but yeah. but like um I but that pretty much I'm pretty sure that failed because they don't show that anymore. Because I mean, it's good for some kid shows, but not for all kid shows. But like it's just like the whole purpose of Cartoon Network is supposed to be a show a channel for kids, and it and the shows are supposed to be animated. That's kind of like the whole point, but and oh my god, I just thought of another show from my childhood. What? I don't know if you would remember this show or any listeners would remember this show, but uh, one show I remember was Crypto the Superdog. Oh yeah, I love that show. That was such a good show. I loved it so much. Oh yeah, I like him. That's another show that like. That's not really remembered as much. I mean, I mean, I do remember that show, but I I, I have not thought about that show in like years. I still remember it. It was such a good show. I'm surprised not many people would remember it hmm. because I thought it was a really good show because it does kind of tie into the cartoons of the uh, DC comic world in a, in a in a way, but not as much yeah, but- as what kind of would be considered to be canon. Well, like, you know, well, you know, uh, Crypto the Super Dog is a canon, like, superhero dog in the actual DC universe, right? Yes, but the idea of him being uh, Kevin's uh, uh, pet. A uh, dog. Yeah. I, I remember they showed Superman just once, and that was, like, during the pilot episode. If I remember. Yeah. And, like, um, you know, it's kind of funny, because I do remember, like, one of the villains was Lex Luthor's Iguana. Remember that? Yeah. I mean, like, is it kind of funny how, like, um, I-, I did see a couple like um cameos of Lex Luthor during that, during that show. And it's just, uh, I don't know why. Like, um, did Cartoon Network itself create that show, or was that from another network? It's Cartoon Network. Huh. It's kind of kind of funny because I don't think they advertise. They don't like promote promote it like they used to. And also, I remember in Crypto the Superdog, there was also other animals that were associated with certain villains as well. Like uh, the Joker, he had two uh, pet hyenas. Oh, yeah. 
a cat woman had a Siamese cat. Oh yeah, and I really enjoyed that. Um, you know, yeah, like um, I don't really think Cartoon Card- Network like out like uh, mentions that they created that show, which I don't know why because that was a really good show. It really was. Oh I mean, Cartoon Network talks about like um, the Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy and Ed and Eddie and shows like that, but they don't mention like some of the shows like like um, Crypto the Super Dog for some reason. I mean, that was a Billy and Mandy was beautiful. Oh yeah, it was. I for some reason when I was a kid, I I don't know why, but when I was younger, I didn't like Mandy. But then when, as I was getting older and the more I continued to watch the show, I started to slowly evolve into Mandy to the point where it's like, you understood. I want to be Mandy. I mean, you, I understand why I'm Mandy. Yeah. I mean, like, it just, sometimes life takes you that down that route, that route, that road. It's, it's like, I was at one point I was small and I'm like, I don't want to be like her. She's mean. But then as I'm now older, I'm much older now. And it's like, Oh my God, I turned into a mean bitch girl. Like me. Yeah, like, what have I done? Like, well, cause a lot of people like, um, like, um, as a child, like you're like when elementary school is pretty much easy for a lot of people. When you get to like the middle school type era, like that's when kind of things change. People like um your friends start to change and, be, and like it's it just like i feel like that's the point of your life where you see the world it, like um how shady the world can be the, I'm bullet. i still remember back when i remember i don't remember when this was i think it was sometime in middle school yeah. there was one point there was one girl who bullied me and uh I did not like her at one point. I did use one insult that was that Mandy used on Mindy. And the moment I said that to her, she just kind of backed away and just walked wow. away. What was it? I do not remember. But I think it has something to do with, like, why don't you take your face and give it and remove it and give it back to the sow it came uh, from? Yeah, that's something like that does have. That does sound like something Mandy would say, but um, yeah, but that was something that somehow I did not remember saying, but now somehow it just came back out of nowhere. But this was like back in seventh grade, huh. but but like, um, oh, oh crap, I, I, I there was like a show that I just remember, but but like I forgot about it. But then again, that's the point of the whole discussion shows that are not remember that are good, but. Harder, but not many people remember them. <laughs> I mm. guess it kind of fits that I forget it, but still, it's just like, oh, that was that was a good show. I I wish I would, I wish I would have said, I wish I would have mentioned it sooner. Another show that I kind of remember from back when I was a little kid was Hamparo. Oh my god, that was such a cute oh, yeah. show. You know, I never knew that that was an anime until like. It was an anime. Yeah. I just thought it was like because it didn't really look like an anime that much. I don't think so, in my opinion. What about you? You think it? It was an anime. It was one of it was one of the first few animes that I was introduced to when I was a little girl. For me, it was say, for me, I think one of the first ones was probably Sailor Moon. I think 
or Pokemon actually. It was Pokemon. Mm. Oh, but I just remember what um I do remember like um what I was thinking about. Um, this is a this is a like um anime an anime movie where like I say it was really good, but it's not really not a lot of people I don't think remember it or like it's not really brought up that much. It's called Monster House. I kind of think I remember, um, remember that. Like, um, these, um, these kids who thought, who thought the the creepy old next door neighbor was haunting, was like haunted the house, but it was actually his. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, like um, I mean, like wasn't I? One of the I don't know why, but one of the insults the fact like the fat kid said to the house was, "You're an outhouse." <laughs> I don't know why, but that that always <laughs> made me laugh when I was younger. Um, another thing, one show that I remember from when I was a kid, and this one just came out of nowhere, was Foster's Home for Imaginary oh, yeah, Friends. I loved that show a lot. Yeah, but as like, a kid. Um, but like that's 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 not an unremember non rememberable like show. Like a lot of people do remember. Yeah. Uh, there's some that do, but there's some that uh, don't. But I just felt like I wanted to throw it in there because it's just so much. Yeah, like um, that. Yeah, like um, that was a really creative show. I do gotta admit that some of the I remember they did, some of the scenes in that show were kind of cringy, but overall it was still great. It was still like a great like show. Mm-hmm. And um, but like, other other shows that are not memorable. Oh yeah, I know this is Curtain Network does advertise. Like the like um the show like when they talk about sh- old shows, but um one show that I really enjoyed was Sheep in the Big City. Oh my god, yes! It, I I remember that show. That was like, and that was a, I really love that show for some reason. I love I love Sheep when he was trying to to get together with Swanky. Even though she was a poodle, and he is a sheep, and I and I was just sitting there like, "Come on, oh. sheep, get it on with her." To be fair, you probably thought that it was another sheep because poodle. No, I knew she no, was a she, poodle. The sheep thought he he was a he was another sheep. Yeah, but but like um, but she showed interest. But she did show that she was interested in him. Okay. Well, I would, like, why was that like military guy trying to like um capture the sheep? I forget. That I've always wondered why when I was a kid. I'm like, keep away from that sheep, you meanie. Wait, did, did, wait, did, did, did the show like ever like explain why they wanted the sheep? I think they did, but I oh, but I just don't remember the reason hmm. why. Ma- huh. I mean, like, because, like, for some reason, they were, they really wanted that sheep, but, but, like, uh, yeah, but, like, that was, like, one of the shows that I really loved as a kid that a lot, lot, lot of people remember right away. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I mean, like, I'm pretty sure they remember, but, like, once you, but you have to, like, uh, tell them about it first before then. Oh, another show that I really loved watching was, um, um, Whatever Happened to Robot Jones. Oh, my God. Yes, that was huh. a good show. But how they did it was weird. Like in the first part, they had it where uh, Robot Jones, his voice sounded robotic, 
But then as they kind of revamped it and re-edited, his voice sounded more like a little boy's. And I'm like, hmm. what, what? And I'm like, what the fuck did they do to him? I th- you know, I think um I think maybe the reason for that is like um because he started going to school and started interacting with kids. Maybe like it was kind of showing like um him by him going to school and like talking to actual human human children that he probably himself started to turn slowly in like becoming more human as time progressed. Mm. I I mean it kinda of makes it kinda of makes it it kinda of makes sense. I mean like you start hanging around with some people and eventually you start to like you start like um picking up some of some of the stuff they do or say. So yeah. but like um the but but like um yeah that's one show that like I don't think like a lot a lot of people remember at the top of their heads. Yeah, but I remember when, it. Yeah, because like when people think of nostalgia, like what cartoons do you miss as a when that you watch as a kid that you really enjoyed? People think right away like um, Rugrats or um, Ed and Eddie or Johnny Bravo, like st- cartoons like that. I mean, like they. I mean, don't get me wrong. They they still like um the shows like. Like uh, whatever happened to Robot Jones and stuff, but like it's not like one of the first things you remember. Yeah, I it, mean, there's some TV shows and like movies that are like Diamonds in the Rough that not many people would remember that are like from the deep recesses of your mind. It's like, come on, you gotta remember this one. What about this? How about that one? And they're like, oh, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, like it was. It's it's like one. It's like one of those incidents where like. Uh, where you just have to like um you just have to jog their memory um but like um another show that this is not an animated show um but it was one i like i watched after like it was like after it was over was um everybody hates chris which was like which was like based off it was kind of like based off of chris rock's childhood now like it's now it's over now they over exaggerate a lot of times but 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 like um so, a lot of stuff where he was being picked on for being black and like and like had a hard time in school and, and shit I mean that was all true and stuff and um I bet you I, I, th- I don't know much about the, like um why he created the show but my if I had to make a guess he probably thought you know my life really sucked like when I was like Mahjong but I wonder if there's a way to to like uh, make a show out of it because if you if you went through some like horrible trauma, why? Not, I mean, like I'm not sure how why you couldn't you couldn't pro, you can't profit off of it. I mean, like yeah. might have some might make some good out of it out of like um the sh- the horrible shit you went through, right? I mean, you could try to. I mean, not getting off topic of that. But it kind of reminds me that of like I'm a Fat Albert and the Cosby Kids in a way. That was another kind of show that was like a diamond in the rough. But um, that's just something I just kind of maybe remind me of that in a way. Because I remember I used to watch that show a lot with my brother when we were kids. But I don't think we used to watch it as much as we used to anymore. Not after the you know what you know you know what yeah. But like, um, I, but I don't think that's like a sh- I, I guess it's somewhat not memorable because like it wasn't 
like a Hanna Barbera cartoon or anything like that. But I'm pretty sure a lot of pe- a lot of people do know about Fat Albert or know of him. I mean, yeah. but like um, but like, I, I can I can see why you would think that because like it's an it was another show like a show surrendered like that where the main characters are like black and they try and like um they try to like adjust to their uh to like um their world and stuff because mm-hmm. like because like um, when it comes to, like black shows like it, it it's a whole different kind of world because like because it, it's a different type of culture and like how how society like looks at you and stuff like one of the shows that that dealt deep into that was a uh, static shock that was like yes. one, that was like that was like one of my favorite shows when I was a kid. That, uh, yeah, I'm like I'm not sure if that. I'm I'm pretty sure a lot some people remember that, but when I think about like good shows from the past, that's probably one of them that people don't remember off the top of their head. Yeah, it did. There was like one episode that did dealt with uh, racism. Oh, I remember because like it was Richie's dad. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of it's kind of funny because like Richie himself. He's based off of of an actual character in the Static Shock like DC um, comic book, but like yep. um, but like um, and the, yeah, oh, there's a I just got, I just got like a, a whole bunch of like um, mem like mem like um, information about that shit about like the comic books just now. You see, like um, mm-hmm. Richie is based off of this one guy, this one guy who's um, oh, whoa. What was like um Static's real name? Virgil. Virgil, yeah, that's him. Yeah, he's like um that was Virgil's best friend in the comic book, but there's a time, but there was a part in the comic where um where Virgil discovered that he's gay, and he that made him really uncomfortable. And uh, and like um it dealt with with that, and also remember Hot Hot Streak. Yeah. Remember, like how he, and in the TV show that he portrayed as like a, a white guy who tries to like act ghetto and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's it's kind of ironic because in the comic itself, he's a white supremacist. Oh my! Yeah, and like um, yeah, it, it, it's just like a whole. It's like they they switched. He they did a whole one eighty on his character in the TV show. I guess they didn't want to make have it too controversial, but like um. But like Static Shock itself was like a good show to talk to talk about like some real life issues. One was like gun violence. Remember the one, the the one where um the one episode where the kid brings a gun brings a gun and and tries to almost killed like his bully. Yeah, I remember that episode. That was that was crazy. Yeah, like um, but like um. But like it does um teach about like gun vi- uh what to do with a gun with a gun when you when you're in contact with a gun and how to deal with people at your school who are who are uh, horrible to you and like how to treat and treating others who are going through that kind of situation but it's it's kind of sad it's really sad because like um the bull- the bullies they got in trouble and had to do community service because of what they were doing which was justified but like the kid who almost was about to kill like the bully he was sent to juvie and i was just like uh it, it's just like with that type of kid who's just like that 
who's like um who who's not really a violent type of kid being in and like a prison he just he will that just i mean that just says that he's going to have a a horrible time during that situation yeah but like that's yeah, just wow what just everything that you explained to me i honestly did not know from like the static shock series cuz I remember watching the uh, series, the TV show itself, but I wasn't immersed in the comic itself. But this is like all new to me. But wow, yeah, like um, uh, yeah, like uh, for me, I kind of like researching stuff on like um on my spare time, and I did static. I like um, I want I'm I mostly know this on the static on the Static Shock wiki, and um, yeah, hot. Yeah, I, when I found out that Hostrick was a white nationalist, like I was just like, "What?" Because he had like, because it was just like a whole, a whole different type of person compared to the TV show. And just, like, and like, um, one incident where like, um, where um, Virgil's friend, who's who's um gay, was going was going to an LGBT pride parade. Um, Hostrick was planning to like attack that. That parade. Mm. I mean, mm. so it's just like, it, I mean, the comic itself is like way, way more crazy than the t- than the TV show. Wow. I mean, I do, but like, um, but I would say like, yeah, that was like one of the best like um black shows like when I was watching as a kid. And for some reason, I'm starting to think of other TV shows from like years ago that's starting to pop into my mind but somehow it's taking a while for it to come out but some of them I do remember but they were so for some reason I don't know why they existed like what um, out of my head it was oh. on Cartoon Network it was so weird oh yeah that, well that's one of the shows that are not are both non-rememberable and nobody has nostalgia for <laughs> that, that was just a yeah. horrible. That was just a horrible idea. I mean, mm. that was, uh, 2007 was a top was, I believe, was up to a point in time where Cartoon Network had like a lot of bad shows. Yeah, but there were some good shows that came with it because um, there was also a time when uh, Canada they had a lot of great ideas that came to Cartoon Network. Like, for instance, there were Stormhawks. There was Ruby Gloom. There was Total Drama Island. There was Stoke. There was Sixteen. Oh my God, Sixteen was amazing. But like, a, but like, I, I like um, a lot of kids. A lot of like um, kids hate those shows, not because they were bad, but because like, because they're at the same time there was a lot of bad shows coming out at, the, at that time, and um, two thousand four was the year where a lot of shows, a lot of great shows were ending, like. Um, Johnny Bravo and um, Powerpuff Girls and like that it, it was like during the 2005 to like and 2006 2007 years where people were just like I don't like this because they they like um did this whole we're gonna get rid of these shows and bring up a bunch of new shows and yeah. and some of the a lot of the shows that they tr- they tried to like exposed to people were not that great and that's why people didn't want to give the other the other shows a chance 
Yeah, I found that kind of sad too. I think that's one of the reasons why, like, um, so the shows were not memorable because a lot of people, like, um, had like a a huge like because I do remember like the huge backlash, and there's still it still is going on today a little bit, but a huge backlash against like Cartoon Network how they changed and how they don't produce like the quality good quality shows they used to. I mean, they kind of turned around back in the 2010s with like Adventure Time, a regular show, and Steven Universe. But now those shows are are over, and I don't even know what they're doing, what they're planning on doing next. But yeah, but now I'm starting to think of another show from like back years ago. Um, oh man, what was that one show that I liked back? That was on like. Hmm. I mean, like there was like one show that like was like nostalgic, but it was so creepy that I did not like it. But there were some people that liked it. Was it Mr. Meaty? Oh no! Oh, no! Not, not going! No! Not going down that rabbit hole. I did not like the show. It was so creepy. I didn't like the puppets. Well, like um, I liked that show a little bit as a kid. I don't know why. I just did. But um, the reason why that show is, is was canceled was because they violated a lot of FCC like laws. When when trying to make a kids cartoon, because a lot of kids were like yeah. scared of that show, especially with the tape, <laughs> the tapeworm episode, which. Oh. Uh, but like, uh, that's like, I, I guess like it's, I don't know if like um what people think of that show overall. I mean, I kind of liked it, but a lot of people said, but I can I see a lot of people who say they didn't like it, which I can understand, because they did cross a lot of lines. I personally didn't like it because I didn't like how the puppets looked. They looked so creepy. Hmm. Hey, it's, it's been 30 minutes. You want to... And also... Uh, but yeah, this has been a really interesting segment and I'm really glad that you took the time to uh, talk about some of the nostalgia shows. This is only just part one, but part two will be coming up sometime in the future. Okay. I, and maybe I'll be there. Maybe I won't. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe it might be in a future um, episode. Who knows? It might be about video games. It might be about anime. Anything in their community. Oh, I do want to say that I will be, I will be here for the discussion of Attack on Titan because I know a lot about that and have a lot of opinions on that. We'll look forward to it. But as always, thank you so much for taking the time to be part of this episode of the Nerd Fix. Of course. And have a good evening. Thank you. See everyone. Bye. Bye. And there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. That was episode three of Diamonds on a Rough TV shows lost throughout time. Thank you so much to Grant for sticking around to talk about our nostalgic memories of TV shows that many people may not remember, but we hold very close to our hearts. Again, this is only just part one. Part two will be coming very soon in the future. But thank you all so much for sticking by to this long episode, which was much longer than the last two. And to end it all... Whether or not you believe in the term nerd or not, keep loving what makes you, you, and stay awesome. This is Jade from The Nerd Fix. Hope you got your fix for the night, and thank you so much for listening.